0: Ted Lasso's about to come back.
1: That's right. Ted Lasso. I, I
2: haven't watched any of Ted Lasso. I know. I know. I don't know what to say to you about that. Um yeah, I know. Um Yeah, I don't know what to say to you about that. Um Phil. <laughs> hasn't, uh, Phil, I know. What are you I, doing? I've, I've heard it's great. I keep hearing it's great. I obviously. You don't I'm want to be joyful? <laughs> Did we have a conversation at the beginning where I live in my own misery most of the time? Hi everyone and welcome to a uh, a new pop-up one of our actually our only irregular series. Uh actually no, is is that not right? Correct. Uh, pretty much every series we have right now is pretty irregular at the moment. Um, well, but, you it's know, the only
0: thing we have going
2: right now. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs>
0: because, you know, Twin Peaks has, you know, has. The, the, the bottom has fallen out and it is, you know, that well, gummy like is currently stranded on Mount Ararat or something. Yeah, we've got like Listen, two
2: episodes recorded. We'll get back to it.
1: Twin Peaks, you enter its world.
2: Yeah, you really do.
1: And you're on It's Time.
2: (laughs) We'll get back to it. We promise everyone listening, we will get back to it. In the meantime, we have this little series that we do, pop-ups, where we talk about things that strike us in the moment or things that we feel very passionate about. And I think uh, uh, The Last of Us has struck us to some degree, if I'm not misspeaking there. Yes, it has struck us.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah um so yeah we're, we're gonna be talking about the last of us today uh, not only the final the finale episode of the first season but most likely the entire season because we haven't gotten it off our chest yet of course the last of us was created by um craig Mazin and neil uh Druckmann based on the popular video game series which i will probably now end up playing um and this oh, video I, game was written by neil Druckmann. It, yes it was written by neil yes good nice addition there thank you justin um and as uh you hear two other voices here very distinct voices from my own uh, my my cohorts in crime i've got uh, kelly Sumulano. uh Howdy. how are you doing kelly
1: oh i'm doing great
2: fantastic and uh justin penniston i like Hi. that little musical lilt you put yeah. on my name mm. yeah you like that is that what it means to put respect on my name
0: is that I what that means so. I, can I think get so
2: i think so i think so from now on i sing your name no don't 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 <laughs> tell me don't don't lie to me don't lie to me <laughs> 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 Wouldn't that be funny though if every time during this podcast I said your name, it, was it would be now? Pretty uh, weird. It would be weird It would get quick, get weird nice. quickly. Um so here we are. Uh um Who are you? I don't think you've used uh, oh, your Did I not there. say my name? You uh, did not there. I'm, I'm, I'm Philip Kelly. Hi, everybody. Well, hi. Hi. I was just gonna <laughs> let that sit for a second and so uncomfortable. In, question. Then, yes, did yes.
1: either of you i think phil already answered this but did either of you play the game
2: i have not played the game no though. i i bought them to play and then i heard the series was coming out and i was like oh i guess i'm gonna just watch the series um so i have but after watching it i'm even more inspired to play it mm-hmm. um because on, on my end i really like the show and i think well, I want to talk to you guys first, too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, why Why The Last of Us? Why, why did it connect with the two of you? What? Uh, when did it connect with the two of you? Um, how early on? <clears throat>
1: um, I, well, I played the first release mm. when it came out in 2013. Yeah, I did not finish the game. Um, that was the time in my life where I said, I can't healthily play video games. Right, um, and so yep. I played the game up until um the Bill and Frank narrative
3: okay.
1: mm-hmm. um, but I was everybody around me was playing, and so I was sort of hearing it happen as they were all, so i I knew about the ending, and I was yeah. you know, I kind of knew all of these major plot points or whatever right, um, so I was really excited to see the show because i'm like oh i get to experience it without losing my life to the game
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i uh i will still lose my life to the game so <laughs> i i can't play it uh, you know that's uh, that's how i am with video games so yeah. you know totally. i um uh, and i'm just amazed that i managed to get through the finale without having it spoiled for me
1: yeah
2: yeah right uh the world has been pretty good about not spoiling gamers have been really good about not spoiling the games um and i i total respect for that
0: i well, yeah. i think i honestly believe that the sh- the game was so beloved mm-hmm. that most people who played it are like i want people to experience it the way yeah. i did
2: i want yeah. them to go into it cold i think there yeah. is you know yeah. yeah you see that in some properties like i still anytime the sixth sense comes up i don't hear anybody talk about the end unless they make sure everybody knows and
1: mm-hmm. i think that's
2: great especially for younger generations who are now coming up totally. you know you hear these stories and everything um but uh, uh so watching the show justin um did it did it connect with you right away when you started watching not knowing anything about it like how, how long into the series did it take for you to really jump in
0: oh i yeah or, it, it, i mean by the end of the first episode and the first episode was long
3: mm-hmm. you know, it was yeah. an hour and a half almost yeah. mm-hmm. you
0: know? yeah. <laughs> Um, hour and 15 minutes something like that mm-hmm. but I was all the way in you know I was definitely feeling it you know early on yeah Um. I mean I, family and the weight and responsibility of family and familial relationships that tends to be a recurring theme in my own writing right you know so you know A father who loses a child and then finds a surrogate—that's like right up my alley. Sure, you know, know, chosen family is a huge thing in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. my writing and my life. Again, so I um, yeah, it 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 really hit me where I live in a lot of ways. It doesn't hurt that I have a huge man crush on Pedro Pascal (laughs) and have ever since Game of Thrones, right? You
2: know.
1: Oh yeah. Um, very crushable.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dance. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember the, how he died in Game of Thrones? Very oh, oh. <laughs> sorry.
0: Do you know that's not the only movie where he's died having
2: his eyes gouged out? What was the other one? Equalizer two. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> god! That's hilarious. I haven't. I I don't think I've seen any of the Equalizers. That's funny. I mean, they're you know John Wickian. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh. I've seen. Clips and bits, and I—they're—they're I like
0: it. they're worth watching unless you're Lisa. You
1: know? Yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: totally. Shout, out, awesome. to Shout, Shout out, out to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Yeah, John Wick is like her safe word. She's like, nope. <laughs> 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 I say this, and it means I'm out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what I loved so much about—I mean, it was a long time ago that I played the game. Mm-hmm. It's not like I revisited it prior to the show or anything like that right um but i really loved how it was a nod to the game in all of the best ways um and the the things that it shifted where i was like well how are they going to do how are they going to do this how are they going to accomplish this in the show because obviously the video game is interactive right um and a huge part of what i took a game Took a game, Jesus took away from the game. <laughs> um, was the your own experience of how does my humanity come into question as I follow this narrative and I follow these right. people and I'm the one who's making these tough decisions and reverting to violence because the game's very violent, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? It the game is arguably more violent than the show,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and it isn't like Grand Theft Auto violence where it's like, cool. <laughs>
0: Cartoonish, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very difficult. Right. Um, And they pulled that off. And I think that that's what makes uh, Pedro Pascal, for sure, such a marvelous choice. Because yes, he's playing this very stoic, uh, sort of like, hyper-masculine Texas kind of guy. Mm. But Pedro Pascal as a person is very emotionally generous. And mm. you can in his all of his performances. I mean, even as the Mandalorian, where you can't even see his friggin face. Right. You can feel that he struggles with it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And I was like, oh, my gosh, they're giving us everything that we got from the game. In Joel's experience. And in getting to spend a different kind of time with these characters, like Tess, or Bill and Frank, or even uh, with Ellie, <clears throat> they just—it was so beautiful—and you didn't really lose any of that. Where you're like, "Oh," and I think that's why the choice to not show so many of the the clickers mm-hmm. is so phenomenal, because it's like it's actually not even about that.
2: No, the best the best uh, uh, zombie movies are never really, or shows are never really about the zombies. I, you know, they're more about the, the test of humanity in in kind of a heightened environment, yeah. and you know, you're dealing with loss and loneliness and all those things. That I mean, the first zombie in movie desperation. story in desperation. Mm-hmm. The, first, the first zombie story was all about that. You know, the Last mm-hmm. Man on Earth was all about just someone who was left alone, and that you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and that's this did really tap into that, um, because I felt like even when Joel was had people around him because of his loss and and not just a loss, but a loss that he felt responsible for to a large degree, uh, he always seemed like he was alone and felt alone uh, like a solo figure. And, and so that's what really struck me about Joel and, and Pedro's performance. In particular um, and then I guess on the other end you have you know Ellie uh, uh, who I found to be also a very interesting character in that same degree someone who is as we find out what happened to the mother later on uh, essentially disconnected from almost everybody except for one person you know again somebody very close to her uh, and the one thing I did like about that was it the seventh episode or eighth episode the seventh episode with the flashback right where you go to the mall with riley yeah with yeah, riley that was the seventh mm-hmm. episode yeah is that you did see um a wonderful a very, storm read what's a what a wonderful storm read mm-hmm. in that role. yes mm-hmm. yes yes um you did see that she at one point did have a very strong connection with someone as well just like you know he did mm-hmm. uh so, yeah, two characters kind of coming from similar emotional places running up against each other in, in this kind of environment. And, yeah, it's a great source of really good mm-hmm. character storytelling. I want to say that, you know, having not
0: played the game, the the closest comp for me, you know, has to be The Walking Dead, another TV mm-hmm. show about zombies, you know. Sure. And that is more about the monstrosity of human of humanity than about mm-hmm you know, zombies, right. But the walking dead. And I, I'm not trying to speak ill of the walking dead. I was a pretty devoted fan for a while till I just got bored. Um, But, and I think zombies, zombie stories tend to get boring after a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think yeah. it's not, it's a, it's a flaw with the genre, not with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think, the last of this is so clearly not, I mean, like it doesn't even pretend to be a zombie show. This is a show about relationships. Yeah, This is a show about what will you do for the people you love. Right. You know, and like it asks, it asks a question, especially in the finale that I have wanted to explore in my own writing, you know, which is, you know, sometimes to be a great parent means not being a great person. Mm -hmm. it means being selfish it means making decisions for your child or your loved one that hurt other people you know what i mean and um it was uh, subsequently after watching the finale you know and watching joel do what he did you know i can see why the game was so beloved you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because like I don't know about anybody. I can absolutely see both sides of that question. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely see burning the world to save your child or sacrifice. I can sort of see sacrificing your child to save the world. I can see that. Mm -hmm. I don't know which, I don't know if I could do the latter. You know what I mean? I think it would be, I'd rather let, let the world suffer. You know what I mean? I, I, I have that in me, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, oh man it really when i saw the third episode the episode about bill and frank and i've never seen a depiction of a relationship that may put me in the space of my own marriage so powerfully Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying like the way these people these men felt about each other said a lot spoke to the way i feel about my wife you know what i mean um i felt very much like bill You know, like, and I, it it was the most relatable relationship I've ever seen on screen in many ways, you know, and that's not the stuff of zombie shows. It's just not. Do you know what I mean? That's not so, and it's a much simpler show than The Walking Dead was, you know, The Walking Dead was this huge ensemble and, you know. It's complicated. The, the, the Walking Dead was a soap opera, and this is not unlike the Mandalorian. This is Lone Wolf and Cub,
3: right. but
0: with you know what I'm saying, without all the without oh, too many genre trappings.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I mean, it's way more about the apocalypse than it is about the zombie. You know, mm-hmm. um, I really, really liked this show. Really, really liked it. Me, Um,
1: too.
0: I could go on. I could go on and on and on. Yes.
1: I remember when um, the folks who were playing the game when it was released got to the end. And they were like, what? (laughs) You know? Because, I mean... 2013 is a very different world right. than the world today. Yeah. Right. There wasn't a lot of questions. Like nobody was talking about a patriarchal way of storytelling, <laughs> the way that they're telling, you know, talking about it now. Um and <clears throat> when they told me how it ended, I was like, Pfft. I mean, okay. It leaves us open for game for the second game, right? Yeah. So that's exciting, Um, but I thought that it was so. It was the antithesis of everything we expect. It was like anti Rick Grimes storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Where there is a presiding hero and he's making the honorable choice, and it ends up being the right one. And you know, I mean, that's not necessarily what happens in in The Walking Dead, but it's very right. much like he's it's the knight, that way. right? Exactly. Yes. Um, and to not only have it end without a big triumphant moment, but also to have it end with a betrayal was like, everybody was sort of like, whoa, (laughs) Um, I wasn't prepared to be read like this because (laughs) like how we've all done it.
0: Oh, We've
1: all done it.
0: The selfishness of love. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. When I'm sitting here as a parent, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, you did. I would have done the same thing, and I would have lied to my kid."
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Not even a question. Not even a struggle. <laughs> you know, um, but to have gone on this journey with these characters and to see the hard-won intimacy between the two of them, mm-hmm. this was not an easy road when it came to like trust and a bond. And then to the way that they ended it was so brilliant where she's just like, tell me the truth. You need to swear it. Yeah. Which is such a teenage thing to say, first of all, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, I swear. And she goes, okay. Perfect. And here's the
0: thing. I mean, what her performance said to me was, MF, you're lying, but I can't prove otherwise. And I guess I'd rather be happy because there's nothing I can do about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you also know, you know, you know when your people are lying to your face. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You know, yeah. um, but especially on the heels of episode eight. Um, yeah. um, I mean, I think that moment slayed everyone uh, everywhere. The yeah. end of that episode.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But you, I was just happy that they built up to it in such a way where it wasn't just there was nothing about this show where our reaction is supposed to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, there's right. nothing about the show where we're supposed to be like nothing is sensational. There's or no sensationalized, cheap thrills. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they really earned the twist. Yeah. Um in a really human way. Right. And I really appreciated that. And it does bring into question, like, what is a hero? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, again, going back to these patriarchal ways of storytelling, like, is being a hero a pat on my back? Is it somebody who self-sacrifices to the point of depletion? Like, what is what is that? What does that mean? Um. Oh.
0: Question. Did you guys watch the uh the after show? No. Oh, you never watched the after show? None of the episodes? No. No. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the after. Show. Well, because it was always Craig Mason and Neil Druckmann addressing, you know, the choices that they made. Mm. And like, and, and occasionally Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey also. Mm-hmm. Um and like, you know. Like, for example, one of the great things they say, and you're just like, God, these guys are freaking on point. They're like, so what do you do when, you know, when Ellie gets captured by, you know, rapey, Priesty McFuck, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're like, of course you expect, you know, Joel to get his shit together and go out and rescue her. And we weren't interested in that at all. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I loved it. I was like, oh, immediately, you know? They, they you should if you ever rewatch the show it's worth it to keep watching and watch the after show the after show is really insightful and you know it, it, it'll impress you more because you know how deliberate they are with all of this stuff
1: beautiful so, i'll go back and watch now that i've seen the whole show for sure
0: and they avoided spoilers in every in every episode like you didn't you wouldn't know what was coming
2: in the next installment um <sighs> Yeah yeah, this this deconstruction of heroism and mm-hmm. how we view um, protection, how we protect each other, uh, uh, and what that what that means. and it's um, it can put us into uncomfortable territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a good place to be in when we're watching entertainment or taking in art. And I know there were a lot of people when watching that third episode, especially who were made very uncomfortable. It seen like a same sex yeah. couple on screen in the middle of this zombie, like you were saying, Justin, that's not a story you'd normally see in mm-hmm. a show like this. And I think that's, uh, you know, the same can be said for the the finale. It's it's uh, uncomfortable watching that. There's no catharsis. There's no, It is. it's a mm-hmm. difficult thing to see happen. Um, to see somebody.
0: I I don't know that there was no catharsis, particularly in that third episode. I mean, I definitely, you know, I felt, I mean, there was a resolution there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying? not saying
2: I said the final episode, the finale. Oh, there's oh, there's, oh, okay. there's no expected, the kind of catharsis we'd expect at the end of a series. Sure. We didn't get. It was, it was uncomfortable. It was, mm-hmm. uh, there was a dissonance. Uh, but it also, because
0: it wasn't, it, it didn't hit any of the classic end of a no, story beats. No. It no, didn't no. feel resolved. No and it also didn't leave us in a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. right? You right. Know, exactly. like it didn't leave yeah. us it didn't leave us really wondering what was going to happen.
2: Yeah. You know, it was just a it was
0: a painful
2: and, and the, the 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 heroic sort of uh moment was shooting somebody in the head that was already down on the ground. You know what I mean? Who was begging to live, who just wanted to save the world. Like you know you're hero protecting heroism for one person, protecting someone. It means hurting someone else in in a big way, you know? And and mm-hmm. sometimes when you're hurting somebody else, you don't agree with their philosophy or the way, you know, maybe we can see it as a deserving sort of end to someone's life or their actions, right? We'd, we'd consider that retribution in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other cases, it's just two people with different goals and they yeah. can both be very good people, very good groups. Um, it's a very muddy, it can be, it's not often presented in fiction as a very muddy pasture to walk through, but mm-hmm. this was really muddy. Um, and I, you know, it, 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 my first experience with stories like this was like with, um, you know, Kurosawa and Seven Samurai, where he was really going after what is honor, you know, in like that sort of mythic kind of character you know the the samurai is very honorable and the first thing you see is one of the samurai cutting his hair off which was not something you would do that was like a, a, a status symbol right but he does that to save someone's life and so it was again like a real um you know you were talking kelly sue about the, the kind of the twist at the end and mm. the the whole series we've been told that uh He's a violent man that has done terrible things in the past.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're meant to believe that he is sort of uh, uh, to some degree grown out of that or come out of that. And he's just like, leave me alone. I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of doing things for myself now. And mm-hmm. I just want to live and be left alone. Right. At the yeah. beginning of this and until he's given a reason to care. And then the word what is considered the worst part of him comes out again because that's what he that's that was considered the worst part of who this character was
1: yeah
0: well you give somebody something to live for you're probably giving them something to kill for too yeah you're
1: gonna fight for it yeah yeah and i think that there's a lot of um i can't believe i would ever draw a parallel between these two shows but i'm going to anyway Mm -hmm because oh, they do have things. this in common yeah,
0: i love i love you kelly Sue.
1: um <laughs> the last of us does something and they do it wildly differently from um another show that does this which is the boys
3: mm. oh
1: yeah um there is a lot of um antagonizing truths mm. yeah in these shows so much so that um the groups of people that shows like these are sort of calling out often don't even see it
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. right uh-huh. so for example with last of us there's all of this uproar about bill and frank's relationship in episode 3 when i'm sitting here being like this was part of the game they discover this in the game Mm
3: -hmm. it's
1: different but I don't understand why everybody's freaking out right now you know and then the stuff with David where it's like this person is presenting as a pastor Mm -hmm. and then you get him cornered and he tells you what it's actually about I need to be in control I learned it from cordyceps and the cordyceps will take control with violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get to the end of this, this person could save the world. And instead of actually going through with that, I'm going to protect the person that I love with violence. So it's like, we love a hero story. Cause we're like, oh, I can be the hero of my own life and I can make the right choice. But it's like, can you,
0: Yeah. you, I don't really know about that. Yeah. I don't either.
1: This is what makes stories like these so uncomfortable because then you look at not, we're not here to talk about the boys, but the boys does something very similar where it's like, you want to believe in a hero so bad that you're going to totally ignore all of this terrible stuff.
2: (laughs) Right, Right. Right.
1: And we're living so much and in a, in a moment that is similar, which is why I think art like this, mm-hmm. that makes people uncomfortable, you know, that gets people talking in these ways or getting in an uproar about a beautiful homosexual relationship that is built into the source material, by the way,
3: yeah.
1: or people being like, Homelander's the good guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to say, I didn't see a whole lot of uproar about Bill and Frank, comparatively speaking.
1: Um there was definitely outrage. Not outrage, but there was an uproar about uh the about uh Ellie stabbing David.
0: Has there been? Mm -hmm. They were (laughs) saying I've kept my social media so carefully curated, I don't get uh, to see
1: they were saying that moment was overkill and that she was acting feral. I mean... And I was like this, I'm sorry. She was about to be sexually assaulted.
2: And then killed. Yeah. And possibly eaten after that. I
1: (laughs) I think that somebody else is who you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, God knows, you know, those people will forgive a white man anything, but let anyone else, you know, there is no expectation
1: of He's also a Christian, Justin. Come on. Yeah,
2: They've they've forgiven many a white male Christian youth pastor or preacher in the past. I don't know. He basically says he's
0: not a Christian. He basically is like, look, I'm fronting. You know, he's like, this is just how I get control. You know, I have a violent heart. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, Damn it. There was something I wanted to say. And now I'm thinking about.
1: I said you reacted no, when I said before. that it's overkill and feral. Oh, that I, was when you were. I mean, I right.
0: definitely, it was feral, but I don't know why you, I mean, that's because she was desperate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she was fighting for her life. You, mm-hmm. If you're not feral when you're fighting with your life, you're probably going to die.
1: Yeah. For real.
2: You know? Yeah. She's a, she's this she's quite the survivor. She's clever. She's smart. Mm-hmm. I like I loved her character. I loved every the writing. I liked um yeah.
1: that was another thing that warmest. people were upset about that so they cast weird. Bella Ramsey.
2: So weird. Why?
0: Well, maybe because she's queer. Yeah. It could be. You know, she's non-binary. And, she's, and she's... in the
1: game, I in the game, uh Ellie is is very she's a little more um I don't want to say shrinking violet, but she's a little more helpless. Maybe sure. is the right word, sure. or like not girly. That's kind of not really the right word.
0: They certainly used girly last night. Yeah, they used it in the she, finale. Yeah, she I said. mean,
1: she yeah. is. She's a little more. She isn't as self-assured mm-hmm. as um, as the the way that Bella Ramsey was playing her. I want to um, say
0: before I forget again, one of the things I really like about this, and again, I'm not I've never played the game, I'm not a fan of the game,
1: hmm.
3: is
0: how much honor they did to the game. You know, they didn't change anything unnecessarily,
3: mm-hmm. you
0: know. Really, it's kind of like the experience going from book to television where they really made decisions to suit the medium,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: um, but more than that. The guy who plays Joel had a, a meaty role an important role on the show the woman who played Ellie had a pretty meaty role on this show and I oh, think yeah. that's pretty awesome you know yep. and Marlene was straight up played by the person woman who played her in the game
1: yeah that's, that's right. awesome that's right that's pretty great and what's his name from the um oh God I can't remember the actor's name which is terrible and I also can't remember the character's name but he was like the the pastor's right hand guy.
0: That's Joel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's Joel from the game.
0: That's I mean, to give them like Ashley Johnson, who played Anna here and Ellie in the game, mm. she was like, Ellie means so much to me to be invited to do back to do this and do something meaningful, yeah. to give birth to myself in a way. Yeah. She's like, she goes, I was incredibly moved by that. You know, yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. And it speaks to how potently. The game, the show, the story
1: mm-hmm.
0: has affected the people involved with it,
1: yeah big time and it's very cinematic. I mean that first episode, the whole sequence of them in the truck getting out of town that mm-hmm. is almost shot for shot
0: yeah oh, I watched um the confrontation between Ellie and Joel when they're in town you mm-hmm. know when they're in the town where Tommy is and i watched the comparison of the i mean and that's really close yeah. really really close um
1: they just did a just straight up and down bang beautiful up work
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it ain't broke don't fix it you know i am telling I, you what one one critique that i read today i didn't read the full article um was that they felt the uh series rushed through the story that they would have liked a handful of more episodes to really uh you know was, drive it home was uh, this the,
0: from the perspective of someone who had or had not played the game
2: had not played the game as far as i know yeah no. hmm. they're, um, they're bullshitting yeah they could well, be.
1: that's tough i mean the game is 15 hours
2: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean uh, i i i
0: can't i felt like it was t- tight it was tight
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know i
2: i didn't do you feel like there's, there are beats that you didn't get um, no, no, I didn't. Not with the story. I, I felt like what I I felt like we got every major character turning point, like the episodes were structured around the turning points of each character, uh, emotionally speaking, and each little each little segments story segment, kind of dealt with another advancement of character, you know, I mean, we're meant to feel like they've been traveling for months together, most likely. You know uh, uh and i'm sure a lot has happened between and um each kind of like story event uh but i felt like they covered each sort of character shift nicely within those story events um i wouldn't have minded if there were a couple more episodes of just joel and ellie trying to survive i would have been okay with that but um like you said this is real this was really tight the really question tight. is, would they
0: have made the show better?
2: Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like uh, you know? I mean, they might yeah. have been
0: enjoyable. Um, but every episode of this show, mm-hmm. even the ones that Joel and Ellie are barely in, right? Everything in this show gives us a reflection of Joel or Ellie or right. both. You right. know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Bill and Frank, you know, th- I mean that applies to the relationship between Joel and Ellie, you know, even though one's a romantic relationship and the other's not. Right. Um, The, the two brothers, Mm -hmm. you know, that directly reflects Joel and Ellie's relationship, even though the relationship is kind of different. And I mean, these are all questions about what will the, what will the protector of the two sacrifice Mm -hmm for the protected of the two you know um and so there could have been more i don't feel like they needed to add stuff that wasn't in the game you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the kid's deafness was not in the game apparently that was an add-on to the show to make him deaf and neil Druckmann said in the you know in the the after show he was like it made me mad that I hadn't thought of this for the game. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. it was exactly the right character trait right. to illustrate. Yeah. And, you know, God damn. I know it, biggest... That
1: reminds me of our Sandman conversation where we're like, how much of this was what, like looking back, that Neil Gaiman actually wished he could have done. Right. You
3: yeah,
0: know? yeah.
3: It's so um,
1: neat.
0: I, uh, I, I mean, people are allowed to feel how they want to feel, you sure. know, and I can relate to wanting more of the thing that I love. Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't know if that would have made the
2: show any better. Who knows? Yeah. Unless. In was- my
1: experience watching 70, eleventy episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 there was a ton of stuff from the books that I adored, but when it was translated to the screen, I was like, right that wasn't necessary at all <laughs> you know yeah. like how often have you watched a show that you otherwise really love where you're like oh wow they really didn't need i didn't need this right yeah well, um, i mean i
2: i i felt a little bit watching the seventh episode and apparently it was from my understanding uh additional content downloadable content mm. that you after the game was played you know with riley you could you could download that later and play it because it wasn't uh at the time i guess considered in- integral to the the story being told hmm. uh or the forward narrative you know it's it's a flashback you know to see kind of where ellie came from and what led her to that moment um like there's some stuff i liked about that episode quite a bit mm-hmm. uh but it was stuff i already got from the rest of the story for the most part um uh, I like it like if they had taken that episode out, I don't know if I would have necessarily missed it per se. Um I guess if I was considering any sort of uh of my own sort of a you know appraisal about something that may or may not have worked, that episode was kind of on the edge of of that. Um because we again we got say... a lot of that. And though I liked again, I liked seeing certain elements of that episode play out. Sure. Uh you know what I mean? It
0: was. I mean, it was a great episode of TV. That's yeah. neither here nor yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, in terms of necessity, I will only say this: of the different things that we see reflecting on the relationship between Joel and Ellie, mm-hmm. this is one of the very few that really gives us Ellie's perspective. Indeed. You know, and on a, a, to a degree, that's less important because she's not the one who makes the pivotal decision in the end. Right. You know what I mean, but I think Allie's perspective is still vital because we need to, on a certain level, we need to get why she responds the way she does in the end.
2: You know, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's a large part of what how she's being sort of molded by these events. You know, like that whole episode where she's out taking care of him. You know, we see the reverse happening, and she's having to get out of the scrape with the uh, David and everything. I mean, that's um. That's a pretty, when we're talking about dealing, you know, with violence and and that sort of thing, how that can be passed down. And, you know, that sometimes, I mean, in this case, it it felt absolutely necessary. Like, how else is she going to get out of that situation other than giving up a part of who she is to stay alive? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Again, it's a really tough decision. It's not. Like. We can say it's a heroic decision because she's obviously killing a really terrible person, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And you can imagine that the people under—I can imagine the people under this pastor better off without him there. But that might be because he's like a complete sociopath. Um, But but they're also
0: utterly reliant on him.
2: Mm -hmm. Example that is—that's the thing. Like, how are they going to survive? Like, they have to really pull themselves together. But that action that she takes also is giving up a large part of who she is in order to survive you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. stabbing somebody in the head with an you know over and over and over and over and over again with the cleaver
3: Mm -hmm.
2: is shutting down a part of your humanity that you have to claw to get back and no matter what i will say this as
1: um That's the token lady of the conversation. Yes, please. <laughs> what, what, when I was reading this thing where people were sort of being judgmental at this moment, yeah, where they think it was a little much mm-hmm. that she would, you know, get him in the head or whatever, and then continue to stab or, or, or whatever, like what's happening to him, we don't necessarily see, you know, she could have been stabbing his leg. We don't know. Um, But like the pent-up rage that you have as a woman over years of just, you know, remarks, mistreatment, disrespect, maybe abuse, right? Which is something that this character has absolutely had from the time that she was born just a bunch of people pushing her around. And she's, you know, I mean, we see a little bit of that with her in the QZ where she's getting bullied right. and all of this, right? I have joked <laughs> <laughs> um, with my younger sister because she's like, don't you get afraid of staying home alone? And there is a part of me that's like, sometimes I wish someone would. <laughs> just try it. And then I will have an excuse to unleash all of it, right? I don't know what I would actually do in that situation. Just so we're clear, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, that is a real way that I feel, and I know many women feel where it's like
3: have an excuse to go ham one time, yeah,
1: and watch what happens. You're opening up. Pandora's Box of Rage. Right. Um and it was so perfect that the lines preceding this moment were like and I had to look him up. His name's Scott Shepherd, the guy who plays David. Brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Not easy. This no. is not easy work no. to play someone this terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got the machete and the place is on fire and he's like, "You don't know how good I am."
0: <laughs> oh man and you're yeah. like that rang so true that rang so yeah. true and
1: i was sitting there and i was like i've heard it yeah all before yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that line on its own is enough to get the machete to the- <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i know it's i mean it totally feels justified when you get it. like you want but it this to is happen what i yeah. loved
1: for her is like yeah. she's not just killing him right it's not just him right it's everybody hmm and that was why I was so bummed that people were like, she just lost it. Like, that was just way too much. Right. Right.
2: Right. So. And it, it still has an effect on her. It's not mm-hmm. like she did it and was like, all right, let's go. You know, she wasn't no. like, like and they that, carried the next that episode. Out. They did. They did. It played into the next episode in a major way, in a major way.
1: Oh, yeah. And we even find out this is not the first time that yeah. she's. Been violent or that yeah. she's killed. Someone. Had to
2: resort to violence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in a more difficult case, even.
1: Totally.
0: Although the first time wasn't it's not the same.
1: No, oh no, no, no. no definitely no, no. definitely not, the same. not the same,
0: you know. Um no. well, I mean, yeah. I remember we watched when we watched her go ham on David, my <sighs> wife and I were sitting there and we were like holy shit you know we were taken (laughs) aback yeah you know we were back on our heels but you know and we were i mean that happened a lot of times during the show where we were like Mm. holy fuck you know Mm -hmm. um i mean there was one point my poor wife she just looked over me she's like this is a really good show (laughs) like yeah you know like well
1: and i love this because we know how she feels about mushrooms
0: Oh yeah, she's not from the from Hannibal from situation. Yes, yes, <laughs> that 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 was too a step too far in Hannibal. <laughs> um,
2: but that you know the one the one theme I liked in the Riley episode that I think kind of plays out over the course of the entire series, and and you get a bit of it with you know when um, Joel opens up about how he got shot in the head, uh, is. Riley says it, um, you know, we could take like an easy way or we can wait this out, get through it and see what happens. And it was just a really, you know, for two characters who were in in a moment of, you know, uh, uh, desperation faced with that possible decision uh, um, in, in a really horrible situation where Society itself has collapsed. You know what I mean? I did I did like that quite a bit coming. I did like that Riley moment in that episode. And just as sort of a, a theme throughout this uh entire series, because a lot of it was hard, a lot of it was rough to watch. You know, yeah. the guy shooting his kid brother, and then oh. in that in that moment makes makes the decision that Joel couldn't make joel flinched he didn't you know and and they both blamed themselves for the loss of the person they love and what he did
0: was different but what he did was different a little bit different yeah Yeah. you know like i mean joel failed but in his failure he did not pull the trigger on his daughter
2: do you know right exactly yeah I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean, every, then right. what,
1: now we're talking. We're you know now we can bring up someone like Kathleen, who is literally mm-hmm. just murdering people because of the death of one person. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was tough. Even though that episode did give us the the zombie moment, and <laughs> yeah, I go, that we're not was... supposed to call them zombies. <laughs> right. That I mean. Holy smokes, all the clickers, Mm -hmm. and we got the bloater.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: God bless that guy.
2: Yeah, God bless.
0: God bless. Um, Can I just say, I was convinced that Neil Druckmann was gay. um, Just because there's so many queer relationships in this. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and then when you see him and see him interviewed, he's... He doesn't come off as not gay. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He's not Joel Miller, you know, mm-hmm. um, but he is not gay. Yep. Uh, he's at least married with children, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I kind of like that even more. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, it's easier to tell a story about people like yourself. You know what I mean? To be able to step out of yourself and tell story, tell great stories. That feature characters that are not necessarily like you is impressive indeed.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I like too in this in the show they're not. These are all ordinary people
3: mm-hmm.
1: just trying to live their life. You know, mm-hmm. we are not getting the what's going on with the politicians. You right. know, we're not getting what's going on in the Pentagon or whatever which is Mm -hmm. so much of, you know, we get so much of that in a lot of these apocalyptic shows. Right. um, And that's what I love is that like, this is, these are ordinary people.
0: It's so simple. It's just about these people.
1: That's Mm it. It's not like, and I love that that's the way that they treat it, where it's like, this isn't extraordinary. These are people living their lives. You know, which is why I think it's so amazing when, uh, you know, people are going off on Reddit because they're like, I didn't need to see that or whatever. Right. right. And it's like, well, I think you did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you're having this sort of reaction to it, then maybe you need to see it more often.
1: Because that episode was beautiful mm-hmm. and I will have burned into my memory the moment with the strawberries Four a four yeah that will be in my mind palace (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) forever
0: (laughs) that i i think that episode three um like i don't know if it's the best episode of the last of us but it was the best episode of television of the
1: series i thought oh
0: and if that makes if the distinction makes sense
1: it was top five hour of tv Uh, ever (laughs) Ever. Ever.
0: Yes. Yes. Top. I mean, just it was so potent Mm -hmm. and so it drew me in. It was so empathetic. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Mm -hmm. it was something to aspire to.
1: And it was doing heavy lifting because it wasn't it was this gorgeous, you know, sort of capsule story, but it was also giving us a really deep look at Joel and Tess's history. And it was giving us a really deep look at where our, where Joel and Ellie were in the now.
0: Right, it's a, it's, a, such, it's a great mirror, yeah.
1: In such short, I mean, the moments with Joel and Tess and with Joel and Ellie were like minuscule compared yeah. to like the overarching story about Bill and Frank, which then is also it's like giving us all of this information about the world that we're in at the same right. time right like it was doing so much and still was so beautiful man it was so beautiful you yeah. guys should really keep this show up <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we're getting one more season um uh, yeah. uh, and i don't know well I know yeah, it's please, emotional. I, I know it's emotional for people that but I don't know how like what happens. Like that has been kept for me as well. And I'm happy that the story hasn't been ruined. Yeah. Um so I may play the first game between now and then not the second. Uh we'll see. Yeah,
1: I don't um, know anything about the second game either. Yeah,
2: well, there you go. We're all in the same boat going forward. Uh mm-hmm. and maybe and we miss Claire today who loves the apocalypse, which is unfortunate. She didn't I show know. Up. Um so uh, I don't know. Maybe when season two comes around, we'll do a, that episode was. Um, there is, I, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, I was going to suggest that we do that episode was for season yeah. two. Um, yeah. There is one thing that scares me a little about this show.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: There's no writer's room. Hmm. It was all written by Craig Miggins and, and Neil Druckmann. All mm-hmm. of right. it. You know? And like, don't get me wrong, it freaking worked. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But from an an industry standpoint, it's a
2: slightly scary uh, precedent. Uh, So thanks for joining us. Um, If you have any thoughts about The Last of Us, uh, maybe things we didn't touch upon, um, or uh, if you disagree with us, then you can go to hell. But whatever, you can can let us know. (laughs) You can go to hell. (laughs) You can go straight to hell. <laughs> um, gonna hell you die,
1: you want to disagree with me? That's fine. I love a good debate, yeah. Bring it on, yeah.
2: No, bring it, bring it. If you disagree with us, let us know. If you agree with us, let us know. Um, please, the best thing you can do, you know, is follow us on social media at Popsicle Pod, uh, P O P S K L P O D. You know, you can follow us on Spotify or, or our website, um, popsiclepod.com. Uh, where we have a lot of other things we've talked about as has been brought up, the Hannibal TV series uh, we've talked about, I think as has been brought up The Expanse um, we have a lot of pop-ups that we've done and that episode was is where we've talked about different series so jump in, join us uh, wherever you'd like and uh, we'll be back with some more uh, thanks for listening uh, you know like like Riley said, uh, you know, stick around I think things will go okay This has been a Popsicle podcast production.